Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dublin Story Slam. Uh, we are nearing episode 20 of the Dublin Story Slam series. So by now you should have a pretty good indication of what this is. We are an open mic storytelling night that takes place every month in Dublin's Sugar Club. This podcast features the best of the stories recorded live on stage that night. Now with the Story Slam, we usually have no idea what the story is until it's actually told on the night. So it could cover anything, it could bring us anywhere, it could be about anyone. But what we do with the podcast is we take the best of these stories, weave them together and hopefully make you smile, reflect, maybe shed a tear or two. But, you know, in a good way. This is the Dublin Story Slam podcast. So this month we chose the theme back to school because the evenings are starting to get a little bit shorter and everybody has gone back to college, gone back to school. So we've got three stories that bring you back uh, to your school days in particular. Three of them are all winning stories from uh, some of our recent story slams. So we have a story about the kind of stupid things you do uh, when you're high on hormones as a teenager. We have a story about a student who becomes the teacher. And we have a lovely, heartwarming, triumphant and powerful story from a schoolgirl who believed in herself when pretty much nobody else would. We're going to start off today's episode of the podcast with a story that's going to bring you right back into the classroom. It comes from our most recent Story Slam night and it features our winning storyteller. Her name is Kira Brigazzi Nevin. And this is her story inspired by Back to School. So um, I suppose you could say it's in my blood. My dad's a teacher, my mom's a teacher, my brother's a teacher and my sister's a teacher. And from the age of seven, the one thing I was sure I'd planned not to be was a teacher. Um, I actually know the exact day it happened when it flew through my mind and I said, this just would not be the job for me. I was one of those kids that went to the same school that their mom worked in. And generally it was a big school, so I didn't have to see her much, uh, thank goodness. <laughs> Apart from on this one fateful day that not only did our paths cross, but they clashed. Um, I found out that my teacher was going to be 
absent for an hour. And for one hour, Miss Nevin, my mum, would be covering our class. I couldn't believe it, I felt sick. So my whole class trudged up to my mum's classroom. And the whole way up, I was just thinking, what's gonna happen when I walk through that door? As I walk in, is she gonna go, there is my daughter, I am Kira's mum. As if my whole class, in fact, the whole school, didn't know that Miss Nevin was my mum. And so as soon as we entered the classroom, I kept my eyes straight to the floor. I sat down in the first available seat and I just kept my eyes down on the worksheet that we'd been given. My mum was standing at the top of the class and she was explaining to everyone what to do. And eventually I kind of plucked up the courage to look in the direction of my mum. And I really, really wish I hadn't. Because the most traumatic thing for a seven-year-old to happen, happened. As she was standing at the top of her room, explaining to everyone with a sheet in her hand what to do, her bra strap began to fall from the top of her shoulder <laughs> and slowly fell down and rested somewhere in between here. And she didn't even fix it. She just let it stay there. And I looked around at all my friends and thought, oh my God, like, Everyone's looking at my mom. They're not looking at the sheet. They're not looking at her face. They're looking at her bra strap. <laughs> and I kind of knew when we'd go out to the yard that that's what everyone would be talking about. Did you see Miss Nevin's bra strap? Did you see her waving her bra around? Because these things, <laughs> they, have, they have a way of kind of just, you know, escalating. And I just wanted the world to just swallow me up. I wanted it all to end. So I just looked back at that worksheet and just thought, oh my God, I cannot believe this is happening. And um, I was so focused on my tasks, I didn't want to focus on my ma, that was for sure, that at one stage in the, during the lesson, I heard Billy, a guy in my class, he was fairly loud, and he did that thing where he like threw, he just shouted out like in the silence, and he shouted out, mum! And I thought, Oh, Billy's mum's in the room too. Thank goodness it's not just me. <laughs> and then he did it again. He threw up his hand and he said, Mum, how do you spell house? And I looked around. I said, who was he talking to? My mum, my mum, without skipping a beat, just says H-O-U-S-E. I was baffled. I was kind of, I ranged from like being confused to then disgusted. Like who did Billy think he was calling my mum? <laughs> mum? And then equally, I was thinking about my mom, and I was like, have you no kind of, um, I don't know what the word is, like, are you not proud enough to say, excuse me, Billy, use my title. My title is Miss Nevin. And she didn't, she didn't skip a beat. She just went on with it. And for some reason, that sat really badly at me. And I just thought, well, I'm not going to do a job where you're not respected like that at all. So I am <laughs> never going to be a teacher. And so I spent the next kind of 10 years just, just like deciding whatever it was going to be, I wasn't going to be a teacher. And I ended up doing a four-year language degree and I had kind of notions about being a translator and going around the world and speaking languages. And a bit of a side note here, people say that you never get into teaching for the holidays, but if your mom's a teacher, your dad's a teacher, your brother's a teacher and your sister's a teacher, you kind of might think about getting into teaching for the holidays. <laughs> so... I ended up following the family trade and did actually become a teacher as well. 
And now that I am a teacher, um, we're kind of encouraged to be like reflective practitioners. And I reflected on like my mum on that day and how she didn't skip a beat. And I realised, no wonder, because in teaching, you get called everything under the sun. You get on a really good day, it's mum, mummy, mum. When a day it's probably not so great, you get dad, daddy, da. <laughs> and on a day when you're really not looking so great, you can get granny or nanny. I have um, quite an unusual surname, it's Brigazzi Nevin. And so for my teaching career, that has led to some really interesting pronunciations. I've been Miss Brizzizi, uh, Miss Spaghetti, Miss Brigazzi Heaven, Miss Bagatitsi. <laughs> On another day, I was pretty impressed. The kid got the pronunciation wrong, but he said, uh, Mr. Bergazzi Nevin, how do you... And I don't, I don't remember what he said, but I said, oh, just take this as a teaching moment. Teachers are always keen to teach. I said, well, generally, we use Mr. for a man, and you could use Miss or Mrs. for me, because I'm a lady. And he said, but if you're a lady, why do you have a moustache? <laughs> wasn't, wasn't a great moment. Wasn't a great moment. Um, so yeah, generally you don't you don't skip a beat. You're just kind of anything they call you get used to it. And they're all the nice names. Like in the tough schools, you can imagine the sort of names. Um, they're a little bit more colourful, let's so say. There was one time in June though when um, I really, for the first time, I I did skip a beat. I was a quiet classroom and everyone was down to work. And then through the silence, just as it brought me back to when Billy did it to my mum. A boy who I was teaching threw up his hand and said, Alexa, how do you spell house? <laughs> that was Kira Bogatsi Nevin with the winning story from our most recent story slam, where the theme of the night was also back to school. So Kira teaches a first class in an educate together in Dublin, and her favourite subject to teach is art where she loves helping kids create something that they can be proud of. If you're wondering, mum and dad have both retired this year, but there are still plenty of conversations inspired by school uh, that are swapped around the dinner table. So maybe Kira might come back and tell us another one of those. If you want to see a lovely little picture uh, of Kira with one of her students, head over to our Facebook page, forward slash The Dublin Story Slam. So our next storyteller is originally from India, but is currently studying here in Dublin. And his name is Pranav Darshan. And Pran is unique in that he is also a joint winner of our most recent Story Slam. Because along with Kira, they both got the same scores on the night. Completely random. But I think uh, they may still be uh, fighting it out over who gets to bring home the mug and who gets to bring home the certificate. So we'll have to rectify that uh, as quick as we can. Anyways, here is a brilliant knuckle-biting story from Pran's early school days. When apart from obviously getting the perfect education, there was one other thing that was on his mind. This is Pranav Darshan. Um, Hi everyone, I'm not really from Ireland. I mean, bit of a giveaway. Um, but I did go to uh, secondary school in Canada and India, and this is a story about my boarding school in India. Um, so just to set the scene, 
this school has been around for the last 200 some years, um, and I want you to picture this big rock just in the middle of the city, and this big rock is about 300 feet high, um, there's fortified walls all around it, and in the middle of all of this is my boarding school, and it's a single-sex school. So if this sounds like prison, it probably was. Uh, and here I was in my 18s, not having had a first kiss. And it's, it's, it's the first time back from winter, it's a wee chilly. And me and two of my mates were running on the fort wall. Uh, 300 foot drop to our left, another 20 foot drop to the right into thorns and bushes. Um, so one way is dead, the other side is broken bones. And I'm terrified of heights. Like if I was a bit closer to that stage, I'd panic. And so now you're probably wondering why I was up there running in the middle of the night in freezing cold. Um, you, you might say I was a bit of an idiot, but I have one answer, raging hormones. Because, because, because these walls, they had served a purpose in the years of old, a defensive structure. But tonight they served a noble purpose. They were my way to my first shift. <laughs> so, so you see, in, somewhere, somewhere in the lock I'd met this girl through my time debating and they were attending the school for a conference. And whoever thought that was a good shout, but sure, here they were. And um, just, just to set a bit of more of the scene, I'm 18, I feel like I'm well past my prime. Uh, much like most senior students in our school, we kind of all went on an exchange. So I went to exchange in Canada in six months. I come back and all these other lads are talking about having shifted 50 odd girls and having slept with half as many. And I had nothing to report. Like, there was no action that Pran got. And, the pressure's high, and it's like, okay, listen, I'm well past my, you know, I'm well past my prime, and I don't know what's going to happen. And so I'm, I'm, I'm texting this girl, and she's coming to the school, and we've kind of high school dated for the last two months. And just to give you an idea of how big my school is, my school was 200 acres. That's roughly 80 soccer fields. It's huge. It's this huge school in the middle of nowhere on a 300-foot-high cliff surrounded by walls. And so what they do is they, they, they make these girls stay in old houses across the wall. And still within the bigger walls, but they're like different walls, it's like segregators. <laughs> and and, and so, so they're making them stay there. And these are old, like British military barracks, at least 200 years old, probably older than my school. And they're, they're like 50 foot high, they're on the second floor, that's where the residences were. And so my journey was to get out of my house in, at like, past midnight to avoid the security checks, slide down a pipe uh, to the ground floor. And this is no like brilliant pipe like you see Tom Cruise doing in Mission Impossible. This is like a ra raggedy pipe, like it's gonna break. Um, and so I slide down and uh, I make it across another wall and two of my mates are with me, not because of some false sense of camaraderie, because they're hoping to get the shift as well. So, so, so there's three of us and we're making our way and we cross this little wall and the aim is to make it to the western front of the fort wall, circle around to the northern bit, and then come around to the east bit, get off and get to the house, because cutting across isn't an option. Because our school, for all its prestigiousness, had security guards every night on bicycles, like just patrolling the thing, right? Like, look how cool that looks, security guards, but on like bicycles. Uh, Eco-friendly, that's what we're going with. But, but basically, this is all this is happening, and we get off, and we get on the fort wall, and my, I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm going, and we're, we've just about made it to the north end of it when we're about to turn and start going to the east. This has taken like an hour and a half at this point. And, and my friend at the back, he's like, okay, yeah, don't fall, don't fall. Oh, fuck, that's high, don't fall. And you know when somebody tells you not to do something and you do that? I look to the left, and in the distance, there's a city, there's little lights. We used to have a little train station and you can hear the announcements at the train station, and I lose my footing, and I fall. 
but I fall forward and my friend catches me. And so I cut myself and I bruise myself, but better bruised than dead. Um, and so in that moment, the, the first instinct isn't so much like, oh yeah, I'll be expelled. I'm like three months away from setting my leaving cert equivalent. So I'll be expelled and won't get to write this. It's not the I am a prefect and if I caught the 600 quids would make fun of me. It's the I need to get the shift. Um, and listen, death doesn't play a feature here. It's all about the shift. And, 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 and you might say, what an idiot. And I say, an 18-year-old hormonal idiot. And so finally, we make it to the East End. We get down and we reach the foot of their houses. And we think the worst is over because then the plan is these were like two grand houses connected together. And all you had to do was get across on the other side, shimmy across to the other end, and you're in. Simple, like from what we've been through, this is fairly simple. And so, so I reach the footsteps and we're going up. In my head, I'm really clued, you know, like those Assassin's Creed characters just like climbing away. <laughs> But that wasn't what it was in reality. I was panicking and I had a friend behind me. He's like, okay, no, no, I'll hold your leg. Just there you go. <laughs> and, and, and so we get up and we get to this end of this one house and we look over the ledge and shimming isn't an option because somewhere between 1807 and 2013, the school had installed this triangular mesh looking thing, right? To stop the kids from going from one side to the other. And my only option then was to hang by the like, just strength of my fingers and go. And I'm terrified of heights. My feet would be lying, like 30 foot high. And, and I'm not the most ripped guy now. And if, believe me when I say this, I wasn't half of what I am now then. So when I say my fingers had no strength, they didn't. And so I'm up there and I'm grabbing by my fingers and my one foot is still on the ledge and I let it go and then my feet are dangling. And I was like, oh yes, I need to go to the gym now. But it's too late. <laughs> And I go on the other side and I'm clawing through and I'm clawing through the mesh. And finally, in the moment when I feel I can't do this, I just basically swing my leg to the ledge and finally find my footing and haul myself over. And as I was making this trek, I had this hyper like romantic visualization of her just waiting on the end. That wasn't the case. Like she was still snoozing and I had, somebody had to go and wake her up. Uh, but here's the thing. Would you believe that I made that trek for an entire week every night? Um, and yeah, I slept through the classes, but I did get my first kiss. So that's, that's the story of my first kiss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. That was Pranav Darshan there uh, with a story that I'm sure he could probably turn that into a movie easy enough. So Pran went to that boarding school in Canada and he graduated in 2014, which is not too long ago. Uh, he enjoyed the school, didn't really like the what he calls the hyper-masculine environment, but he also met some incredibly lovely people there as well. And if you're wondering about Pran's upper body strength uh, while he is currently training for a 60-kilometre marathon. So I'd say he's doing pretty well. Pran, of course, was one of our second storytellers to win uh, the most recent Dublin Story Slam, and that means that he and Kira, who you featured at the beginning of the programme, will also go on to our Grand Slam. Now, our Grand Slam, if you haven't been to one before, is where we take eight finalists from the Story Slam series over the last year and put them all back onto a stage, give them a new theme and they create new personal stories. Now we'll be releasing details of our Grand Slam which last year was in the Abbey Theatre. That one of course sold out as they seem to always do. Um, And we'll be releasing details of where you can get tickets for that um, probably on next month's podcast. So make sure you keep an ear out for that one. Okay, on to our final story. Again, let's basically rewind the clock and go back into the classroom. Um, But this is a more serious story in the sense of it's about the students who kind of get left behind. This is a story from Kathleen Lawrence. Hello. I'm very nervous. I wasn't expecting to do this, um, but I thought I just... um, I might as well, seeing as other people have been brave and done it as well. Um, my examination story is kind of a lifelong one almost. Um, I was never asked what I wanted to be when I grew up. When I was in primary school, like I went to primary school first in England. Um, I was born in Ireland in Dublin, but we moved when I was about four to England. Um, and we never came back till I was about ten. And when I came back, I went into the Catholic primary school here in Ireland. And I realised basically there was something different about the treatment of people like me. Um, and you may wonder what that is. I'm an Irish traveller. And I was, it was made very, very clear that that was not a good thing. I was called knacker. I was bullied. I was attacked. I was called stupid by teachers. And I was given a colouring book when everyone else was learning Irish and told I didn't need to learn Irish. When stuff was coming up, I was told, you won't need to learn that, you're only going next door. The next door was the Traveller Training Centre. Usually you'd find girls from the age of 16 and up in, in there. Um, and so I muddled through the rest of primary school and I went to first year in a Catholic school um, in Finglas. And I had a very negative experience there too. I was, again, I was bullied. I 
was just, I felt like I didn't belong and I was made to feel like I didn't belong. And so I left school when I was 15 and I didn't have my junior cert. And obviously never got my leave in cert either. I got married at 18 uh, to a not very nice man and got divorced when I was 26. At that stage, I didn't have really anything to my name except a couple of certificates in like foundation literacy and one or two computer courses, just to say basically that I could actually read and write. Um, and I just found myself at a loss, 26 years of age, divorced, and I had the support of my family, obviously, which was great. But I just looked around me and I didn't know what to do with my life. Um, and so I went and started volunteering for a local organisation. I did, in, in previous times, I tried my hand at hairdressing, bookkeeping, despite the fact that I'm not really good at numbers. Um, and again, I think that Paul guy was saying because of, like, there was jobs and money in it. Um, and I thought, like, I'll do this because, like, I'll get a good, good job out of it and maybe uh, something <laughs> might come of it, but it didn't really work out. Uh, so then I said I, I started volunteering for local organisations, got myself um, a job and found myself applying for university at 28, despite having very little uh, to my name in the regards of certificates or examinations or anything like that. And I got in um, and I was like the first test I, I took in university was an essay course that I did during the summer before I got in and with the proviso that if I passed the course that I would have a place in university and it'd be all great. And I did the course and, and I think minimum score was 40 and I had got 55 and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I got 55. Like, that's brilliant. Um, realise it's not as good as I thought it was. <laughs> um, but I got in and I was delighted. And I found myself on the first day in university having a massive panic attack, um, watching all of these people who seemed so confident walking around. And people were finally kind of asking me, like, what is it you want to do? And I was like, I don't know. I haven't got a clue. I don't really know. Um, and so I did law and history and economics. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was really bad. I managed to confuse a tutor and everything in the, in the economics class. Um, but I passed. I got past first year and I was delighted. Um, and so I ended up coming out of uh, Minute with um, a Bachelor of Civil Law degree. Um, and I was delighted with myself. And I was like, now what do I do? I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a solicitor. It's too stressful. Um, <laughs> it's really... I'm sorry. <laughs> Wherever you are. <laughs> it was just... And plus, as well as, I have a massive family. Like, uh, and the moment they heard that I was, like, possibly going to do law, I was like, can you help me with this? <laughs> and I was like, no. <laughs> so that wasn't going to work out either. Um, and so I was just like, OK, what am I going to do? So... Um, I was just like looking around me I was like I went in the Washington Ireland programme I don't know if you ever heard of it um, but I was the first traveller in its 25 year history to ever get into it so, I'm, uh, 
I started thinking about what I wanted to do and, and like, you know what, I'd love to be a primary school teacher. I'd love to make a difference, to actually, to be a traveller standing up in front of those kids and to be able to look and go, okay, she's a traveller, she's not that bad, so maybe they're not all that bad. Um, and they were like, you need Irish. And I'm like, oh, I don't have Irish to get me a colouring book. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> so then, then I was like, okay, right, what am I going to do? So... I started kind of like doing all this different stuff. I decided to start a human rights degree in UCD for my troubles. Um, <laughs> and I was like, right, what am I going to do? So I needed the English in the Leaving Cert, I needed the Math in the Leaving Cert, and I needed the, the Irish in the Leaving Cert. It's like, oh, right. So I did the English Leaving Cert last week. So I did. I'm planning to do the maths in next year because I need a bit more study time for that. Um, and I'm starting a course in September to do the Irish with the hopes of going into a teaching degree in 2020. That was Kathleen Lawrence there with an incredibly powerful story that was delivered on the night. Kathleen was the last storyteller on the night and I think she was one of our last sign-ups also. So we're very, very grateful to Kathleen for giving us a little insight into her world and what it was like to be her and then also just really ramming home that point is the importance of not leaving any students behind. Okay, so that is the end of this month's Story Slam. Thanks a million for listening. If you do like what you heard and you want to give us a little pat on the back or just say, hey, a little high five, just leave us a comment or a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts fixed from. The next Dublin Story Slam will be October 22nd and the theme is fear. So if you've heard any stories on the podcast and you feel, you know what, maybe that could be me up there then get in contact with us. Just send us the first line of your true personal story and we'll take care of the rest. Info at the Dublin If you want to get tickets for that, because again, they sell out remarkably fast, head over to www.thedublinstoryslam.com and just scroll down just a wee bit underneath our blurb and you'll see a link there for signing up to our mailing list. And we will be releasing those tickets uh, pretty soon. So possibly they might be already gone by the time you hear this. So apologies in advance. And we will talk to you next month on the Dublin Story Slam podcast. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.